This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. Did you know that cardiovascular disease kills one woman every 80 seconds? I didn't, and it's a really surprising statistic. But the good news is 80% of cardiovascular disease can be prevented. And coming up for the 15th year is the annual Red Dress Collection Fashion Show, hosted by the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women, which shines a light on heart health for women. Participating this year is Bo Derrick. You remember her from her 1979 film, 10, that gorgeous braided beauty running on the beach. Everybody knows her. What you might not know is Bo is a dedicated advocate for animals and has a brand called Bo Derrick Pet Care that offers delicious smelling and healthy shampoo and conditioner for our dog. Bo joins us today to talk red dress, her brand, and more. But first, we'll take a short break from our sponsor. But don't go away. Just grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up. Rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You've just joined. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. We're here today with Bo Derrick, who, after 40 years since her breakout role in the film Ten, still looks gorgeous and is making a difference in the world through animal advocacy, a commitment to the environment, and her eco-friendly Bo Derrick pet care line. Welcome, Bo. Thank you. It's good to speak to you about my favorite subject. Oh, I'm so glad. I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, let's definitely dive right in. Let's talk 15th annual Red Dress Collection Fashion Show. Tell us a bit about it. Tell us about your participation. I understand you're walking the runway with a celebrity friend. I am a big star. In fact, he's not even available for rehearsal. He doesn't get into town till later. His schedule's so busy. It's Flynn, the winner of Best in Show at the Westminster Dog Show. And uh, the American Heart Association has this um, fantastic event, a fashion show during Fashion Week here in New York and a bunch of incredibly accomplished women come together to help share information about heart disease in women. And I'm just glad to be part of this sisterhood. And it's, prob- you know, it's an effort to save lives. That's wonderful. I know Flynn's participation... Oh, and, and I'm sorry. The re- oh, yes. oh. And the, the part with Flynn is very interesting because the American Heart Association is getting out the, the idea that the lifestyle with dogs is beneficial to our health and People with dogs live longer, we have lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol, and we're fitter. So those are all good things for heart disease. Absolutely, and you beat me to it. That was my next question. 
<laughs> no, um, no, it's fine. So regarding heart health for women, do you have anyone in your family that was affected, which makes your alignment with the AHA, uh, this event even more important to you? I think we've all been touched by heart disease. I don't know anyone who wasn't. Certainly, mm-hmm. most all the men in my life at one time, my husband, my stepfather had heart disease, my father. And I have a mitral valve prolapse, which is not uncommon, but without information, it can be very serious. And I did have a scare about eight years ago. And because I and my doctor were aware of this, it probably saved my life. I'd been overseas in China working on wildlife trafficking issues for the State Department and came back with a very strange, felt like flu, but worse. Mm. And that turned out to be a blood infection and endocarditis. And I'm fine. There's nothing residual, but it could have been very serious. Well, knowledge is power. Thank goodness you and your doctor knew. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, you just mentioned advocating for animals um, overseas and endangered species. I know that's a passion for you, and there are many, many ways that you're, you're involved with that. But I want to start with your brand, Boderic Pet Care, because you are eco-friendly. Tell us how this came about, this brand, and a little bit about your products and what makes them special. Well, it was kind of a funny start. I didn't plan to make uh, dog grooming products. I had some partners who wanted me to start a skin line of cosmetics called War Paint. And uh, it seemed a natural fit for me where I was in the industry at the time. And I was working with the laboratory and the chemist. And I said, listen, while we're making all this moisturizer and makeup, can you help me with my dogs? I've got 12 dogs. They all want to live in the house with me. It smells terrible. I'm so embarrassed at my own home. Help me, is there anything we can do? So on the side, they were helping me make this product, and I got very excited sharing it with all my friends, and the investors realized that's where my passion was, and they were great. They came and said, okay, let's restructure this this business, this small business, and so we jumped right in and made it about pets, and what's important to me in this business is, you know, our dogs are moving in our homes with us. Thank Mm -hmm. goodness they're not tied to a tree in the backyard anymore. And uh, But at the same time, they still smell really bad. So uh, we've got patented fragrance that neutralizes malodors. It's reactivated when the dog gets wet, which this time of year is often. And we just went through terrible storms with no power for three days at my home. And wow. the dogs come in wet and smell good. So we, it's a great line of product. It's pH balanced specifically for dogs. And uh, I've worked on it a long time. We even have... A tearless face wash because my particular dog likes to roll in manure uh, or anything bad. So I need to, Fun. you know, a little <laughs> a, a sponge dampened with water is not enough for my guys. <laughs> so I need to get in there and scrub their faces. And so it's been really fun. And then as a company, we support retired military working dogs, which is, you know, a dog that is very close to my heart. I'm so grateful for what they do for us. Yeah, for that's amazing. Service. Amazing, yeah, amazing. They all can, save lives. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the organizations that you donate to? You know, I try to send shampoo over pro- actual product with military working dogs, a group that sends care packages, 200 oh, packages nice. at a time to, to dogs and handlers on, on deployment. Anybody can donate. They have, you can donate toys, you know, Kong toys, all kinds of things for the handler and the dogs. And that's a fun one. And then a portion of our profits goes to various different 
organizations that support retired military working dogs. Most of our dogs now do end up with a handler throughout the dog's career as a service mm-hmm. dog. So that's a good thing. But it's nice to help out whoever adopts the dog, to help them out with some vet bills or whatever they might need. Absolutely. Can people get involved with donating, whether it's money or donating toys, whatever, through your site? Yeah, I'll put up a list of uh, organizations that I personally get involved in. Mm -hmm. And then a portion of sales goes to various groups that I work with. So when you buy a bottle, you're supporting retired military working dogs. Which is amazing. And everybody, if you've got a dog like my dog, who is a Chihuahua, where they have, you know, the tear stains on their faces all the time, this is great for that, right? It's great for that because sometimes you just really need that real cleaner and water to get in there. And so it helps soothe the irritation too, the tears cause. Absolutely. Now, you're very dedicated, as I mentioned, to helping preserve the planet. I read a really funny story on your blog about discovering an eco-friendly way to deal with dog poop. You have to tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I spend a lot of time at the beach. I love to take my dogs to the beach. We have dog-friendly beaches in California. And I was pulling out, you know, those pre-black poop bags. And I thought, Jesus, it's so much plastic. Imagine I know I checked with one beach, you know, it's 80,000 bags a year. And just that one thing, and I thought, I don't want to contribute to this anymore. Mm. And I know there are biodegradable plastic bags now, but that's still confusing as to which one works under these circumstances and those circumstances, how they really degrade. So <laughs> with my fellow John Corbett, we were at Jersey Mike Subs, and they have this, he always gets the large sub, of course. So it was in this big wax paper wrapping. And he said, hey, what about these for a beach walk? So I immediately sourced them on my favorite Amazon site. <laughs> and uh, I get the big wax paper because then I know no matter what recycling truck process, whatever happens to that bag, it's not going to contribute to plastic in our ocean. Right, and, uh, right. you know, 90, 90% of our plastics do not get recycled. I know. Well, that, I know it's horrible what, what happens. Yeah, and who's affected. It's absolutely horrible. But you have yeah, big dogs. It's, it's a right? challenge to get away from. It's a challenge to get away from plastic, but it's become yes. kind of a fun hobby for me now. And I, I think we're all going to move away from plastic here pretty soon now that we see what we've done. Yeah, people are becoming more and more aware of just where it ends up and who is affected. Yeah. So I think you're right. But you have big dogs. I mean, using those sort of wrapping thing. I mean, that's a challenge too. How many dogs do you have, first of all? It is. I have three German Shepherds right now, so I have to get those extra large uh, (laughs) wax paper seats. (laughs) And granted, some people said, well, what do you do if you're on a long walk and there isn't a trash can? You know, when I pick up after my dogs, I'm in a dead run for the trash can. And fortunately, they're nearby. So, no, if you're going to collect your dog poop and continue your run, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, but maybe there's some way that you can, you know, people who need to can kind of tailor it, tweak it so that it's something that can be knotted. Oh, sure. You know, knotted sure. Or, and you know. I am, I am <laughs> yeah. looking more into the compostable and degradable plastic, but I'm not so sure about it yet. I didn't feel comfortable advocating one bag over another yet. Right. This could be another product line, Bo. <laughs> I know. Yeah. On a more serious note, but also in, on the eco tip, you were appointed by the president of Ecuador to serve as ambassador for the Yasuni Initiative, which from what I understand is addressing the threat posed by the extraction of crude oil from the fields there. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, Ecuador produces a lot of oil, and the President Correa had this, I thought, incredible idea. There were about a billion barrels of oil in this one very remote area of the Amazon, and three indigenous tribes lived there, and he was getting a lot of pressure from oil companies to drill there and from his developing country, their, their budget, so and their economy. So he asked the world to give him half of what Ecuador would make hmm. from the sale of that oil to keep right. it in the ground and make, and make an international preserve. And it was a great idea, I think, a little before its time because it didn't work, but other countries are doing it now, so that's a good thing. Amazing. And, you know, it's sometimes yeah. you're right. It's just keeping it out there until the time is right for people to get it and embrace it. But it has to start yeah. somewhere. Exactly. And sometimes you're... it takes a good idea. Yeah. Some yeah. years. And a village, generally. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a short break from our sponsor, but when we come back, we'll hear about Bo's advocacy for animals, including her work as special envoy to the Secretary of State for Wildlife Trafficking. It's fascinating, so don't go away. Refresh that beverage, get cozy, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com We wear fur and we're damn proud of it. What? And our four legs and our tail and we go to the bathroom outside. Well, we may not be too proud of that. (laughs) Sniff around, then mark your spot right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. We're talking to Bo Derrick. You're also the special envoy to the Secretary of State for Wildlife Trafficking. Tell us about what your work there entails. You know, it was a it was actually a position created when Condoleezza Rice was Secretary of State. I work with an incredible group called Wild Aid and on wildlife trafficking issues. So it's a, it's a very useful tool. This position. It's funny that. Obviously, countries are very independent, but America sometimes, without laws, tariffs, and regulations, can influence the habits of other countries and other people. And Wild Aid, the reason I'm involved in, with Wild Aid is they, they focus all their efforts on reducing demand and changing people's choices. So, for instance, you don't hear about Wild Aid so much here, but in Asia, sometimes we reach a billion people a week through very beautiful high-end advertising with pop icons in Asia, trying to convince people not to consume the body parts of wild animals. Mm-hmm. And it's very effective in the new generation. because. And the slogan is, when the buying stops, the killing can too. 
And it's true. I, I sometimes don't even truly blame the poacher for killing an animal. It's the person who buys it. There's the market. That's, That's right. They're out to make the money. Yeah. Are you finding that so, uh, the younger generation generations in these countries are moving away from yes. consuming? Yes. Our studies are, while they've been doing this long enough in Asia, so for instance, sharks and soup is down 80% consumption. Wow. Um, so when the, mar- the market isn't there, it's it's in the process of drying up at this point. And that's the best way. Then you're not putting people in prison. You don't have black market crime. It's so disruptive, any, any black market, mm. so to families and communities. So that's why I'm involved with this group. So Incredible. my being special envoy has been very useful to go to these countries and help speak on behalf of the U.S. government. Beautiful thing. There's a particularly moving story on your blog I read about a dog named Arrow. And his war veteran handler, Henry, and yes. the work they do through VetPaw. Yeah, tell everybody about them. VetPaw's an amazing group of uh, basically special operations, retired special operations servicemen and women. And uh, they try to, in Africa, protect animals inside parks and some poachers. And dogs are great for this. You know, dogs can detect ivory buried in the ground. We sent two dogs to the Galapagos Islands for shark finning because, you know, a, a poaching ship could hide shark, hundreds, thousands of shark fins under fish as they come into port and you'd never know that they have been finning. So dogs can actually differentiate between they a shark fin and the, the rest of the fish in, it, in the whole They had big bus. I know, they had big bus. You know, they do so much for us that no machine, no science can duplicate. Absolutely. That is crazy. We hear a lot about the amazing work that the Humane Society of the United States does across a lot of different platforms. You are a national spokesperson for them for disaster relief. You must have seen I some was, yeah. yeah. I was, after Hurricane Andrew in Florida, I was asked by my local equine veterinarian to go help do some horse rescue down there and uh, get some attention because that was a big, around Homeland and Miami, it was a big horse area. And in the process, I was I saw what HSUS was doing for small animals. And I was so impressed the way they went into a disaster area and set up these rescue units and veterinary units. And uh, so I was happy to help them while I could. You know, I never set out to be an advocate or activist. I just, I meet people. I'm lucky enough to meet people. You never know who you'll sit next to at dinner. It could be a yeah. hero of yours. And when they ask, will you help us? It's, it's an honor. So you just kind of fell into it. And then one thing led to another. I and I guess the more you learned, the more, you, <laughs> more passionate you became, right? Yeah. And I think the more effective you become and the network of people trying to make it the world a better place. You know, I have to pick and choose where I spend my energy, but mm-hmm. it's certainly a network of really heroic people. Oh, God, yeah. A lot of incredible people out there. You may not know that Bo is a major, major horse lover and an avid horsewoman and a published author. She is. Her book is called Riding Lessons, Everything That Matters in Life I Learned from Horses. We're learning more and more how horses are becoming these beings through which people can heal from autistic children to overstressed CEOs even. Tell us about the book and what important lessons you've learned from your horses. You know, the reason I I focused on horses instead of, say, dogs or cats or normal pets is you really have to approach them differently. Most of our pets are predators. 
like us. So we automatically communicate. It's easy. We don't have to work too hard. But when you have a prey animal that you're caring for and want to develop a relationship with, it's very difficult. You really have to take all that aggression and come back to a neutral place for them to respond and feel safe with you. Mm. So that's why I think you learn more when you're around horses. You have to put all that uh, domination, that dominance away and put it aside and come at them from a very honest place. That's really interesting. And they seem to know. Are you still a spokesperson for the American Horse Slaughter Prevention Act? Yes. Yes. There's not enough hours in the day to do everything that you do, Bo. My gosh, you know, this is ridiculous. 17 years ago, I found out, and I'm, I'm pretty savvy in the horse world. 17 years ago, I found out we were then slaughtering horses in the U.S. I could not believe it. I thought it had stopped because we don't consume horse meat here at all for anything. No dog food anymore, nothing. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll come to D.C. and help you. This will be easy. Oh, the fight, the politics, the money that was spent on both sides of this issue was, was vulgar and ridiculous. And I got very discouraged because of the politics. And it went, it's not party-specific. It's ridiculous. If you want to know more about it, the Animal Welfare Institute is a good place, I think, on this particular issue. But I'm pretty discouraged about it all. We do not have any more slaughterhouses in the U.S. We accomplished that. They were closed down by the state. So that's a good thing. But they're still being shipped to Canada and Mexico for slaughter for human consumption overseas. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the land development, some land development organization out west is is involved in keeping laws that are allowing our government to do things like this. I, I don't know a lot about it, but... Yeah, if you can find out more about it, it's a very interesting, but unfortunately political issue. And it's pretty much everything the is. Um, life, livestock industry is afraid to regulate any four-hooked animal. They're afraid of a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And that's too bad because in my mind, we can separate horses and treat them differently than we do animals that we consume for meat here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go really light to wrap up. You have a really cute cover dog contest on your site where yeah. a selected dog goes on the cover of your monthly magazine with their story. How can people get their dogs involved? You know, everybody's got a superstar. But they do. They do. But that doesn't mean they're a good photographer and that I can use their <laughs> that photo. That's true. Okay. <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean you need any special camera. Any of the smartphones, borrow one from somebody, will do. But give me room to put, I make these myself. So give me room to put my cover dog, my logos, and my information and uh, get it in focus. Because every dog is worthy, absolutely, of being a cover dog. But it's a fun contest. And, um, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy the stories that people send me about their dogs and how special they are and what they mean to them. Yeah, and some of the stories are great. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's wrap up with the Red Dress Collection Fashion Show. Tell people it, it's tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's tomorrow. I hope I don't fall down and embarrass Flynn. You're not going to fall down. Horrible. Just hold you up. He's a mouthpiece. <laughs> In my foreign teals going down the runway, I wouldn't <laughs> want to embarrass Flynn. But I'm excited to meet him. I met him a couple of years ago at the Beverly Hills Dog Show when he won his uh, his group. That looked like a really fun show. I saw some footage from that because Johnny and uh, Tara were involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
fantastic. I'm going again this year, next month, and it'll be broadcast on NBC Easter, and uh, it's a really fun show. It looked it. It looked it. They had a blast. And, and of course, they were, you know, larger than life as always. Um, so Thursday, February 7th, 8 p.m. at the Manhattan Center. Where can people find out more about Heart Health for Women and the Red Dress Collection Fashion Show? The American Heart Association website, of course. And then I know it's going to be streamed live on Facebook. So Red for Women. Perfect. Bo, thank you so much for giving us time today to talk. It was wonderful to speak with you and continued success with everything you do. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, enter my cover dog contest. Info at bodartcutcare.com. Send me pictures. Perfect. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, who makes us sound like geniuses. Thank you, Mark. My passion is living stylishly and animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. And don't forget to visit me at BarkAndSwagger.com where you'll find great fashion, shelter stories, and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, Bark and Swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.